Please pronounce your name correctly for me. Tomáš Hruza. And you come from where? I'm from Czech Republic. Uh, I was born in Southwest of Bohemia, but I'm living in Prague for a while. How long is a while? You So you attended school in Prague? Actually, I did my study in Ústí nad Labem, which is town on the, uh, on the northwest, uh, on the way to Dresden or Berlin. And there was, uh, there was uh, like a school of art and design. And after I finished my study, I just decided to stay in Prague. Look, I'm sin- here since 2004. Okay. So it's... And you, wow. <laughs> and, you, and you are like you are very interesting to me because you seem to have your hand in lots of different things and you seem to have very diverse perspectives on the arts world. So you are a practicing artist, you are a part-time professor, you run art founded art map is are you currently running it or you just found it and you walked away? So, I'm still running still it. Still running it. <laughs> and you were also involved in Photograph, which is F O T O G R A F, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Now is that were you involved in the the gallery, the magazine, the you know, there's they've got so many little elements as well. Were you involved in all of it? Um now I'm involved in the magazine like more or less like the magazine, yeah. So but uh, in the beginning actually it's it's everything it's connected yeah so uh, the magazine uh, the founder of the magazine uh, was a professor who teach in in Ústí uh, nad Labem Pavel Banka right. yeah who and, hopefully I will have on soon actually yeah, yeah yeah we've already conversed but he hasn't confirmed yet uh-huh uh-huh yeah it's a great guy and i think he was like uh maybe uh very well known and more more known in US than in Czech Republic, like for for a while. But now it's uh, in equal. Uh, but it, it it was great. Uh, he established the studio of photography in Ustina Laben, and he was from the beginning. He was always like working with his students. Like he invited all of us like to his studio to work with him to practice with him like to printing photography or like many different stuff like to set up the exhibition sometimes and uh, so he, uh, he when he established the magazine 2002 from the beginning there was uh, Marketa Kinterova who was in editorial board and she did the graphic design of the magazine and she 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 was actually also like one of Pavel's students. The after some times, um, it took like I, I think like five years, about five years. Uh, the magazine was run by, by bigger publishing house, but they uh, like decided to stop uh, to produce it anymore because it was for them was like uh, like. Money losing. Money losing, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, no, not profitable. And and they had also like Art and Antique, which is still running. Um, mm. So they decided like one magazine of art just cancel. <laughs> just. Okay. And Pavel came to us, like to his ex-students and said, hey, there's this situation. We have only one uh, possibility, which is establish some non-profit organization 
would you like to do it with me and so Marketa, me and um, Silva Francova, who was also like who was already on the podcast actually. Okay, <laughs> so she was from the beginning also, and she was like students of Pavel uh, only for one year, and uh, because of some exchange from Avu, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. She somehow um, ended up in the magazine in the beginning, from the beginning. And we started like this group of young people, like after school, like just run the magazine without <laughs> no knowledge how to, how to say, publish. No, no money, no knowledge, no support, like it, you, you're real grassroots, just like you, you had the passion for it and you just had to figure out a way to make it work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's now go- seems to be going well, yes. It's going well. It's grow like the old platform, like photograph. Uh, yeah, from the beginning was the magazine. Then we decided to open the gallery, right. and then came also like the photograph festival. Yes, which is only that's only been going on for a couple of years, though, right? Yeah, festival. It's already. I think it's a fifth year right now. Today it's opening actually of the. Photograph Festival in Colorado Mansfeld. I should probably go. <laughs> Oops. Okay. And then you're also involved in Art Map. I'm very interested in Art Map, how it works, because I've traveled lots of places throughout the world. And every time I go into a city with a pretty good arts community in it, there's an Art Map. Yeah. So I'm always interested. Is this like an international organization that you sort of license the Art Map in your city or? It does every city just happen to make a thing called art map? Yeah, I think it's um, it's every city has some independent art map. I would say there is like I know one um, like this art guide which is running in in the same graphic design like in London and New York. I don't know what's the name right now, but uh, I saw it's like which cover more cities. Yeah, they're all very similar in their mm. layouts, very similar, you know, black and white text with a map on them. Like they're all very, they, they feel like they're like the same company that's in all these different cities. And yeah, so I'm always yeah. like, are these the same company? So you're saying they're not, the, they're not one company that just happens to be that every city just coincidentally comes up with the name of art map for the art guide to the area. Yeah, I think when yeah, okay. when the when the art community just starting to grow and the uh, number of galleries just getting to some number, you have to organize it somehow and get to know where is the opening, where is the place, and so so I think the community is starting to establish the the art map, and it's happened also by accident uh, when i was study in in um, derby in uk i was like in erasmus study there and after i finished this i decided to move for a while to london to find some job and by accident i met one gallerist and uh, she was printing an art map for east london mm-hmm. And she said, hey, I need some volunteering or like if you want to do practice here. So you can, you are very welcome to be in this gallery for two months. And I was working for the Artman and my idea to bring it Artman to Prague was like growing and growing. And it was like somehow in the air or like also in the Prague because in that time it was 10 years ago. I was going to say, yeah, when was this? So 20, 2009. 2009, yeah. 
So the number of the galleries was really low, but it was like about 20 galleries. We supposed to involve in the art map because we don't want to have um, like every galleries uh, like with. We we have to we need to create it somehow like to oh. to say this is good contemporary art. Yeah. Well, now wait, that's an interesting element. So the the your your art maps. I shouldn't say all art maps in every city everywhere, but the art map in Prague is curated. So it's not literally like every opportunity every gallery every uh community space or or non-profit space or anything like that so it's it's curated as what is deemed by some board i would assume or group of people of like what are the quality contemporary exhibitions kind of thing yeah yeah exactly yeah we decided to uh, to curate it the, the 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 selection of the galleries because somehow the format is limited somehow um, we really want to help the the contemporary art scene which is um, which is here like very specific like there is you know as you know yeah it's a, there is lots of spaces there is not so big support from from uh, from uh, like state or like there's no support from private sector and so everything is do by DIY so we actually from the beginning we really try to make it for free there is of course some system of advertising uh, in the art map you pay for for the art but but the idea is do this uh, art guy for free for the, for the galleries they really need to spread the information without yeah. like any I'm a stupid, you know, like <laughs> I, I play stupid sometimes, but in this case I'm actually stupid. That I assumed, you know, so total assumption that it was somehow supported by a government or tourism board or some some sort of organization that um, wanted more t uh, cultural tourism, whatever. So it could be municipality, it could be federal government, I don't know. But I just assumed in Europe that it was that. Now, the ones I've seen in like the United States and New York and San Francisco and LA, they're very blatantly actually trying to make money. Mm. Like because they're full color and they're very large advertisements, so it's very very obviously a, a make money thing to me, but when I saw the one here, I was under the impression that it was actually uh funded by some cultural ministry or something like this so you're saying it's not and you get no funding from any of those places actually we we we, we start to get the funding yeah for, yeah yes which is which was very helpful yeah for, from the beginning it was very hard like we found only like little grant uh, like like little subsidy which helped us like to print one issue but we had to print like six issue per uh, year okay and, and that's what yeah so you do once every two months so you do once every two months okay. and we started to print art map in Brno as well so we do like this two printed version and in Brno uh, we do every third month yeah so it's there is quarterly like that and we do also some occasional maps uh, with for example PAF uh, which is a festival of animation in Olomouc uh, which is very specific festival of, anim of animation. Yes. It's uh, like between animation and video art, and like, yeah, it's also like um, a very interesting uh, event in in the year. And 
we have very good cooperation with them. So we print special art map for that. We printed also like special art map for uh, Plzeň 2015, where was the main European city culture. Also, we established this website, uh, ArtMapCZ. Uh, Which is actually the next question I was going to ask is like, are physically printed maps as popular or interesting? Do like do people still use those or are people using their smartphones? Are they using apps or websites or whatever to find these places more? I don't know. Like uh, We were also like uh, wondering about to set up uh, uh, an app but it still seems like the the printed version have some rules in in this digital era because like uh, people people like it's it's more for the tourists now or like people they are coming to the to the city when i first came to prague i picked it up constantly yeah I'm, yeah as, as a tourist but now that i live here i probably i have to admit i probably don't pick it up quite as much as i used to like I remember picking it up every time I saw a new one. Now maybe not so much, hmm. but but that, but part of it is because, like, because this is what I'm wondering is is like because I'm now sort of living here and now I'm I've liked a lot of these places on Facebook and so now I get their Facebook event notices. So like I get that I I receive that automatically. So I don't actually have to actively seek it out uh-huh. in the way that like the art map is sort of more of an active active engagement that that maybe not not as many people are, are able or willing to do because there is the opportunity for things to be basically sent to your smartphone through things like Facebook and other social media type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um like that that's also like one of the reasons why why the art map it's creating somehow and we sort it uh in the websites and also we sending every Monday like newsletter with the events with the all openings and events in all the cities of the around the Czech Republic. So for insiders it has some um, I think like specific rule because they really know like what are new spaces are around Czech Republic, what what what's what's the what's the events are there and so we have somehow like o- overview about all the situation in uh, in Czech contemporary art, like through through this, I, I I would say, yeah. But anyway, like of course, like Facebook or those uh, stuff, like well, it's tough to compete with them. You know, what I mean, because you're very DIY, very sort of hands-on, physical thing, and 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 unfortunately, you know, this basically this free opportunity, this fa- the Facebook events and other things like this has sort of to a certain extent like created like an outdated mode kind of thing like so are you going to try and keep up with it and try and find like a way to either either use the existing structures like use facebook events like and you put the events on there for them or or build your own app or something like this like is there some transitional digital version of this that will be coming in the future yeah i i think yeah there is some tension like to do this app or somehow yeah, work with, with the yeah smartphones like like which, which is really for the app of ArtMap app <laughs> should be the most uh, or the best tool, but uh, everything gets so expensive and we had to start to work on the new website on the third time again and it cost a fortune like last year we finish it and we still have to like continue in the second phase 
and like prepare the website just oh yeah no i i I teach web design i I Mm. understand just how expensive and time consuming it is to just get it working i mean especially because i'm are you are you making it so that like users can put in their stuff or are you still putting in all the data no we have we have the system uh the users put the data there so we only like do some basic control like how how it's uh done and and how it's prepared before we edit uh like uh, we can edit it before we just uh put it into internet in the air and so i think we couldn't cover this all and anyway, like if if you have all the events in the Czech Republic and everybody <laughs> sent you an email, hey, you do, and we cannot like also react, oh, react used, promptly. And I used to do this back in uh, North Carolina in the United States. I actually ran a, a database of scheduling of all the events for all the arts and culture. So all the arts and culture, so theater, dance, performance, films, you know, fo- you know, visual arts, all of it, and it was. A daunting task, even in a small town. So, I mean, this is a big town. There's a lot going on. I mean, if you include theater, just theater alone is a huge thing here. Yeah. So, like, oh, my gosh, that would be insane. But So, let's move on to uh, photograph magazine. So, what I'm, you know, I'm an outsider, and everybody who's listening to this, I'm sure, doesn't really know much about it. So, tell me more about photographs, because it's a gallery, a magazine. It's now a, a... uh, festival. festival it seems to be everywhere it seems to be you know very well respected um so like what is it how does it work so like if somebody part of the podcast is the the idea that how can people succeed in being whatever they want to be so you're a photographer and let's say you're a photographer and you want to be in Photograph Magazine or have an exhibition at Photograph Gallery. It's a non-profit still. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's still. So it's a non-profit. So how can an outsider, somebody, like let's say somebody who's listening to this in Africa or, or South America, how could they participate in these things? The magazine always has an ambition, or Pavel Banka has an ambition about the magazine from the beginning, like to make a... Like great magazine, which can be compared with um, like European photography or Camera Austria or I don't know some some of these like uh, big uh, well like recognized magazines. So from the beginning, uh, there is uh, English version. So we print both version. We we print this magazine bilingually, like uh, Czech version, English version. That's expensive. That's expensive. We found the way how to only change the text uh, in the printing house and just to keep the pictures in this. So you you only change only like this. Fewer platform. plates changing, yeah. yeah. Few plates, but anyway, it's still expensive uh, for the translation and and it, it's uh, happened like uh, this is only one magazine like. Uh, from Czech Republic, which is printed in English version, like whole English version for now. Before was it Umjelec magazine, which is not existing anymore. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know that magazine. But my my interest is, this is going to sound really horrible, but I feel like the Czech art scene is very insular. Like they, they very much focus on being strong within themselves. I don't hear a lot about Czech artists going outside of the Czech Republic. 
so you know what is photograph magazine or any of these any of these other entities that you're involved in because you're involved in a lot um trying to promote czech art and czech artists outside the czech republic yeah yeah exactly it's one of the goal of the magazine actually like we we also the magazine it's uh, um, uh published only uh two times a year and every every issue has a specific topic so we choose always uh from the beginning like czech artist and uh, yes i know i've applied before you all have not accepted me but it's fine <laughs> it's okay i mean i find that the you know it's not this is not any sort of dig or anything like this but like you, you all the the magazine has a very unique style like it has a very what i would call sort of a signature style to the works that it chooses to put in the magazine my work just doesn't fit with it and i totally understand that so i, I take no offense but you know you have this check style to the the publication but so then how do you get it out to the rest of the world our idea is um actually not not to involve like only like uh czech artists by uh, like all the central european context which we suppose it could be interesting to compare it with the maybe western style or western artists and it could be also interesting like for for, for the west somehow like we just are oh, thinking yeah. about this area like i remember being a student in the u.s and we would pick up all these like european magazine art magazines it's like ooh, look at this exotic stuff like it was really <laughs> you know it was very very different from everything we were seeing and producing ourselves at the time so like it was i loved picking up foreign publications and i'm sure young artists in america and other places still love getting those sort of exotic publications to see what's going on somewhere else yeah 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 so so that's what we are like looking at the magazines actually you know somehow we, we are now in we are in the process of uh, redesign of the magazine we are doing a new conception we would like to publish it a third time because we it's not easy to be focused only like a Czech context in such a uh like high a bigger issue of of portfolios like we have like i think we represent like uh eight artists in this like like bigger bigger portfolio yeah we, you we run call you it. run like 12 to 15 images of any particular yeah. artist so it's not just like two or three pictures or even just one picture of their work i mean it's their whole the whole series that they've produced yeah exactly yeah there is some there is inner structure in the magazine there is like part which is like focus on this bigger portfolio there is part which is like somehow like half and there is also like um a focus on um on uh, on young artists or talented or, or talent uh, which we have only one page for them but still we would like to like um, put attention on it and it's also like uh, we established this this special section because has this um specific topic so we cannot cover all the artists we would like to in the year there there is lots of interesting artists which are not uh, match uh, in the topic and they have to wait for years maybe to be printed in magazine because we don't have the topic for them yeah, yeah yeah oh i find that all the time like i i you know i work figuratively so like there's just right off the bat a lot of times when magazines have like open calls or whatever they are you know you know apply for submissions 
right off the bat, like, I don't fit for ecological topics. I don't fit for, you know, all these things. So, like, it, it, it's a lot of times that there's, there may be some great residency or, or grant or publication or whatever that, ha- that unfortunately at each time might have a topic that just doesn't fit with what you do, you know, yeah, as an yeah. artist, even though it would be amazing to be in that, in this case, in that publication. Sometimes you have to be patient and wait until they have a topic that's, you know, dead on. I mean, do you get lots of submissions of people that are like just way off topic and just trying anything? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we also like started to do an open call, which is, yeah, could be fit on the topic, but at least like we have like selection also of artists because that is editorial board and it's it's based from Czech photographers and uh, theoreticians, but also we have some um, like people in abroad. Uh, we always like send them like the topic of the magazine and they give us an advices for the artists what they know. But it's we still feel it's like, like it's not enough. We need to open it more. Yeah, that's why we are doing these open calls and. Okay, around that topic, something I haven't had the chance to really talk to about any with anybody that has knowledge about it, the photography market in, let's not even say Czech Republic, Central Europe, so like beyond the, just here. Good? Bad? How's it going? I think it's not exist. <laughs> really? <laughs> just, just doesn't exist? It just doesn't exist. Yeah, there is some market, but you know, uh, I think the... If I just uh, talk uh, uh, only about Czech Republic, I think the main problem is um, there is the the main institution like National Gallery or Uprum Museum, like the Museum of um, Decorative like, Arts. Yeah, yeah, decorative art and design. They they have a like, great collection of photography, but till sixties, maybe eighties, but there is like like only. Like, Mm, yeah, some, some, some. There is also like uh, some, some artists after after that time, but it's not really. They don't collect the photography right now. They don't have money, so they they are waiting for some um, uh, gifts or like if artists like donations uh, from the artists. And you know, so wait, so wait. I could just go over to the National Gallery and just donate a piece, and then I can put it on my CV that I have a piece in the National Gallery. I think they have to choose. They have to accept it. You can donate, but they have to accept it. Probably it's a pretty good deal, though. Like one one <laughs> one piece try. of art, and I get to put it on my CV. I like that. Like, yeah, who do I call? I'm on. <laughs> okay, so the, but you, generally, you're saying there's just no real market. There's not a lot of collectors. There's not a lot of. I mean, you know, I've been here for off and on for almost five or six years now, and there just really are not even a lot of exhibition spaces for photography pretty much. I mean, there's Leica, there's the Nikon space and then, but they're brand specific. And then there's pretty much photograph as far as photography exhibitions. And that's it. Hmm. I mean, outside of that, there are places that might, Oh no, there's house of photography. There's house of photography. House yeah. of photography. But and a photographic uh, gallery. There is, uh, there is some couple of places, but but there doesn't. But there's really not a market. So like, if you if you're a photographer and you're thinking about exhibiting, going, hey, where's a good market to buy my work? Prague is not the place for us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like, I think people here are still 
in thinking of DIY from the communist time, like everybody printed photography, so everybody know how it's easy to do photography. So why you sh I should buy the photograph? Yeah. So if I can do it myself, I. So I think this this is this I think uh, the way of of thinking about photography here, and also if the main institution doesn't support the co uh, collecting art uh, like photography, I think. The, the market couldn't start like without this and actually here it's a, a main like a huge gap it's not only in photography but it's also like in other disciplines like art disciplines for artists they are not collecting from national gallery from 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 the main main museums since 90s and um, I know nothing about this. So yeah, I mean, please educate me on all this. Like, uh, I think there was like, they maybe in the beginning uh, of nineties, National Gallery tried to buy or get uh, in the collection some artists. They were in underground, and it couldn't be like official art. And also, like, uh, word was focus like in 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 the eastern europe itself so so many collectors came like to buy art and i i know like some from friend of mine like in this generation they were really like as like this golden era like yeah because it was super cheap yeah yeah, yeah yeah but after a while uh national gallery and the main collect collection they didn't have money to buy art and and you know the artists uh, on the market, uh, on the private market or the in the private galleries, uh, getting a higher price. And now the National Gallery like going to buy it like from the artist studios. They're from the art going studio around the galleries. I mean, like uh, they are already buying. Uh, like art from these established artists from much higher price they would do it like 10 years ago yes but and they have to do it because they have to like somehow build a collection in in in, in a line like in in in, in historical like it's interesting yeah uh, so that's that's one reason there is also i think there is only one big private company like ppf uh, yeah, which is established. Yeah, they have that gallery downtown. Yeah, they have this show the works. Yeah, Atelier Josefa Sutka, like the studio of Sudek, and they are building the collection of of photography. There's only one collection, private collection, I would say, like which is really building building um, photography. But there just doesn't seem to like. So if you're a photography student because you're also a teacher like you're a photography student and you're coming out pretty much the only option here now is being a commercial photographer like there's no industry there's not there doesn't seem to be a market for because like i'm trying to think of a of a gallery that i've even walked in that had some photographs for sale and like that i just can't think of any of them like it's just not very common actually it's not true in one gallery that had one photographer <laughs> Was very good if, if you print the photography on canvas <laughs> yeah, <I know>. yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then put some like then paint on it and then, and then give it some texture and then yeah, make it a little you will cheesy be put a gold frame around it and you're all good <laughs> i know it's unfortunate but true yeah um, 
Yeah. Sad. But yeah, it's it's one um yeah, it, it, I think it's one side of 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 the Czech scene which is really which is really significant for this for the for for for, for the market situation or I don't know how to call it. But there is also like other side um which is number of these of spaces um so which the which not touch but the market or like uh, like business money so uh, i think the artists like feel much more freedom here like to exhibit it what what they want to actually because they already know it wasn't it's not going for sales <laughs> that's an interesting conversation i've had this conversation with some other people which is here in europe so I'm, it's not even a czech thing because in comparison to America. So like, that's all I really know. I mean, I've lived in the Middle East, but that's a anomaly. But the, in comparison to America, in America, when an artist makes a piece, they make a piece, they put it on exhibition, it sells. They take the money from that sale to then produce more work. That's the, 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 the model in America. Here in Europe, it feels like it's based more in, you get a grant, you produce something, that is not intended to sell, has no sales capacity to it whatsoever <laughs> yeah. or interest by buyers for the sake of making it. And and it's funded through some form of a, a grant or a support or a something or a residency or some other thing like this. So it's a very different model. Like, cause I remember being a art student in America going, oh my God, I so want to exhibit it in Europe. And so I would try and send these finished works that I already had that are just ready to be put up on the wall and people would be like, no, thanks. Because I, I didn't understand. Like, huh. I didn't understand that it's different here. Like, literally, the model for how art is presented, the expectations of art, like, it's outside of the obvious commercial galleries that literally do just sell works. Almost all the other works are the ones in the, most of the galleries, the ones in most of the alternative spaces and all this kind of stuff they're they're produced for the sake of being produced with no intention of sales they're they're put on for the the sake of making a beautiful exhibition that's memorable or somehow important in the the history books kind of thing but not intended for sales yeah yeah exactly yeah but i <laughs> but you know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Uh, well, in, some way, good to, in some ways that's magical I mean you, you literally like we have the absolute freedom to do whatever we want but I don't because I'm not a Czech citizen so I can't get these grants okay so it's only for Czech citizens mostly I mean I'm sure there are some grants that are outsiders but 90% of them are for only Czech citizens yeah but if you are in touch in some institution and they want to exhibit you so you can get some foundation from, from them like uh, they give you some money for for to produce produce the exhibition yeah which is another interesting thing that i found which is that institutions will receive a grant without any sort of confirmation of what artists or what's going to be presented they're just it's like an operating grant kind of thing like yeah we're here we'll just give you money and no, then, it's and then you can decide the artist later no 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 no, no. backwards yeah that, that's uh, why it's also like um you know, you ask like uh, how how we can, um, or 
if someone listen from abroad like about photograph gallery how how can he can apply for exhibition or yes. how he can get to exhibit there so there is uh, strict rules from a minister of the culture and major of the city of prague uh how to apply for the grant and you have already know which artist is gonna be exhibit in the year we had to know like in in april who gonna be exhibit it to a year in the later next year later exit so yeah. which is really hard but you have to make this plan so so that's something that maybe people should take from this conversation which is in europe so i'm, you know, I'm trying not to make this too czech centric but like so in europe basically things are planned out much farther in advance than maybe in some other countries. So you, you, you're going to grant for the next year to 18 months. But So if you apply for an exhibition, the exhibition might not even happen for one to two years mm -hmm. if accepted. So like nothing's, it, it generally, that kind of project where, where there's funding behind it and that kind of stuff takes time, lots of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is very problematic topic, like how, how to be the fa finance this uh, like activities the of the we all want to know. That's <laughs> what we want to know. That's what artists are sitting around going, how do we get a gallery? Yeah. How do we get a gallery to represent us? Do you have a gallery representing your work? No, no, I don't have fun. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what, what Why can't? Why can't to, there be more transparency in this process? Yeah, I have to go to America to ask some galleries to be accepted there. Well, but here in Czech Republic, you have only like three, four good private galleries. Don't name names. I don't want to get into like who's better than who. <laughs> this is not, I'm, I'm trying really hard in this podcast not to be like playing favorites and giving yeah. opinions of things because... Otherwise, people will get angry with me, and I just don't care to get into that. I'm I'm trying to be a, a mediator and a sort of a middle, you know, not independent in this whole scenario. Just seeking out knowledge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so through the art map, you have sort of this unique ability to connect with the gallery. So you know what's going on. You know, you know what galleries seem to be doing well and and are doing lots of exhibitions, and which ones are maybe not doing as well. So, how does the whole art market feel like it's going in this region right now? Is it going better? Is it building? Is it stagnating? Is it, has it plateaued? Has it gotten to its max amount? Hmm. I think, uh, yeah, it's getting better. The market here, like, maybe it's in opposition what I said before, like about the photography market. But I think like in generally, like market in art, it's, it's growing. So maybe it's becoming time for photography as well, like which is on the end. Yeah, but I, I still don't understand why photography is such a tough sell everywhere. I mean, it, it's nothing special to hear. Like, mm. It is one of the most difficult art forms to sell unless you absolutely 100% specialize in. So if you're a gallery that only sells photography, then somehow they can pull it off. But it feels like art galleries that exhibit any you know, paintings and sculptures and whatever else, they, they rarely sell photographs. Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> But in America, it's different, isn't it? Absolutely not. No, no. it's exactly the same. I mean, I, I grew up in Washington, D.C., and 
there was a Kathleen Ewing gallery. She dealt with photography and that's it. That's all she did. And every other gallery didn't touch photographers. Hmm. I mean, I can think of one gallery, uh, George Hemphill. He picked up one photographer. But that photographer worked in a very painterly way. So didn't really even hold true. So, yeah, I mean, it's it seems like photography is sort of, with social media and all these other things going on, it feels like the skills, the craftsmanship, the the effort put into the quality photographs is becoming more democratic and in that way making it so that photographs are actually worth less yeah in the form we know like maybe i think there is also like new development of the of of the market with um uh like photographic books like artist books okay which you run a bookstore so that sort of holds true to your beliefs (laughs) yeah but uh, i was actually uh, last uh, this weekend I was in Berlin there was a like art book fair um, Friends with Books called Friends with Books uh, in Hamburger Bahnhof and it was actually focused in the artists they produce their own artist books handmade books handmade kind of books yeah. nice low low editions editions yeah, yeah. Nice. And this, I love those I, my master's thesis was a handmade book so I'm all about it yeah and it was so interesting because there were yeah, I I I saw their names of and and some uh, like artists. They are really really well known, and they were like sitting there and f- selling their books. And it was very interesting to approach to them, and you can talk to them personally and about their artworks. You can buy the books from them them in these low editions. And yeah, I think that is it's somehow the way how to present and sell your artwork which is not only like that's a topic i want to know more about keep going <laughs> yeah which is not produced like exhibition or picture on the wall but uh, it's more also like democratic you can approach it in yeah because it's a, like cheaper so and you you still have some series for photography in 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 uh, in hand, yeah. Well, I mean, that's sort of the question. So with the increase of social media and all these other things and the, the high prices of rent and all this other kinds of stuff that are going on for galleries and this kind of stuff, like, so is it potentially that the, the future of artistic photography maybe is going more towards portfolio printing or, or handmade book printing or sort of instead of historically when we think of you know highbrow photography we think of great exhibitions but maybe the exhibitions are not the way to go anymore hmm yeah i i i i cannot say like <laughs> i'm not i can't see the the future of this but what i heard for example from some of uh, people i talk from america actually american artists they said also like this we we don't sell like photography like the artwork but now we produce the art books and it's i think the in america it's some somehow on the yeah on the rise uh, on the rise and or maybe it's on the top for now but here it's maybe on the rise more photographics books are uh, gonna be printed and and the, the uh, the focus and attention starting to be also like uh, 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 like bigger because 
it's also like reflect the uh, art book fairs which is gonna be established here or was established in, in past year for example later olomo which is focused on this uh really mm, like small publishing houses and artist books and there is one prague face book uh, which was in camp uh, gallery last uh, november Great. which was really focused on on uh, on czech and also like foreigner uh, artist books so well, i think the attention is growing yeah i mean but like for me i'm i was trained as a photographer for you know decades and i taught i teach photography and i taught photography and I feel like I'm personally transitioning out of photography. I, I, I'm starting to uh, collage and paint and deconstruct uh, images and things like this because to a certain extent, photographs have almost become too easy. Like it's almost too simple to take a good photograph. I mean, almost anybody with a little bit of time and effort with the resources that are available with cell phones can pretty much take a, a pretty good looking photo. So like that, that the separation of amateur to professional has has become much smaller, and so that what I feel is like I you need to somehow put that. I'm a big fan of the hand of the artist, so putting a making a unique spin on it, taking it back to individual unique pieces. So like so I literally like my they I start off with photographs and then I end up painting and deconstructing and whatever and they end up being one of a kind pieces much like works on papers, uh, you know prints and things like this, but even those are less country more like a painting because it's literally a one of a kind piece. And that's my my feeling of photography is photography is becoming more of a foundational resource that people can then build on. So like you were talking about installations and things like this, that they can use as an element rather than as the end result. And I think, you know, books are even the same sort of format like that. Like the, the, yeah. the, the photographs are just a format that, that tells the story that the, the book itself and the, the narrative and the, the composition and the layout ends up becoming the sort of the art form of how they organized it and printed it and the scale of it and all this or i'm completely wrong and i'm way off base which is often the trend with my my ideas i'm <laughs> often completely wrong <laughs> no one knows like what it's true like in this but i i, I just you, you know it's good to know like the uh the photography is not dead like there is lots of forms like you can approach and um one of the forms should be like this art books which is which give you really different um different um point of view how to build the story like if you or in comparison of uh, how you build the exhibition so how, how you want to really tell what you want and but i'm yeah it's one of the form yeah and I think it's one of the form which is now very popular, I would say. When you're saying art books, are you saying, like, because there are different levels of art books I can think of. There are the full-on professionally printed, beautifully bound, etc. And then there are sort of more the DIYs, kind of like, you know, bound at the local copy center, you know, printed on the home printer, but really beautiful in their DIY quality. So, like, wh which seem to be the more prominent, the 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 beautifully published or the DIYs? Mm, I can't see the difference like between that. Uh, I've, I still 
I think there is like of course like um, different between the edition of how, how how you produce it so if you have uh, like DIY stuff which is like only three pieces or if you have like very well printed stuff in three pieces it's probably uh, much more like valuable valuable yeah <laughs> or the production cost well, what, like, what, yeah I mean that's well, that's where my mind's going is like if I'm sitting back thinking like okay well I've got I've actually done this where I've like I've actually created PDFs of potential books. I've actually got nine books that I could potentially produce, but they're expensive to produce. Like I don't have however much money I need to, you know, print a, professionally, print a run of books, which then I have no idea how to get to the world. So like great, I can be an artist. I can make the most amazing piece of of, of art in the world. I can produce a book of my art. How do you get it out to the world? Which is a great question for you because you run a bookstore. <laughs> so if somebody has an artist book, how do they approach a bookstore? Like, How do they sell it? Maybe I have some example again from this um, art book fair. I was in Berlin. I think everything is just based on the idea. And it could be just simply, and it's uh, it's just the way how you sell it. Yeah, we had our table next to the table. There was like five artist books, and the idea behind was only somehow created. <laughs> uh, there was a guy who has, yeah, who came and asked uh, five different artists, and he came with the empty book, and he told them like, you have this unique empty book you you can make it um, artist books from 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 this form interesting yeah so one of the artists decided to shoot inside the book like 100 times with a one bullet of the bar the artists just uh, put it in the wash machine one of the artists let the book uh, one year in the under the ground uh-huh. so they had this one piece unique book and they sell sold it like for 600 euro yeah so if and then you earn some money to produce like maybe some other printed stuff like you really want to print on offset or you know you know you can do some other artist books like in this i think the form it's very open and it's only the idea behind and again how how you sell it if you are a good seller. I think like artists have to be businessmen as well. <laughs> That's the thing. Okay. And I mean this is the this is the fundamental core of this whole podcast. Artists generally choose to be artists because they're not good business people. <laughs> That's just the foundation of it. We're we're creative-minded people. We're thinkers. We're you know hands-on producers. We're whatever. We're we don't like doing the business. That's why we chose to be artists. But these days, and this is something you know, it seems like it's more and more common. We have to be business people. Yep. There's no way around that. Not now. Now maybe 30 years ago, 50 years ago, you could get away with being like the flighty crazy artist and somebody else would manage your stuff for you but now you have to be a businessman yeah because here's a lots of artists <laughs> right now and you have to probably be good how to sell your work yeah if you want to do it if you want to survive like i think like yeah 20 years ago was completely different situation or 15 years ago you have still these big names you have some several artists around but now everybody 
like creative people everybody like everybody thinks they're an artist i'm a bit of a snob about that <laughs> there, and there is a certain of... level of craftsmanship and quality that i expect but i'm a snob and of course it's also like about the education system you have to you you can pay f- you 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 can just pay like to to get into the school you can get your master in art because you yeah but don't pay. don't start me on <laughs> academia like academia is its own set of issues because most academic places now I'm, i'm sure there are exceptions to this but almost all the ones i run into when it comes to creativity and the arts they teach you how to hold a paintbrush or sculpt a clay or whatever but they do not teach you how to be a business person so you end up leaving art school with great skills and talent great concepts and theories but absolutely no idea how to make money at that yeah here in Czech Republic for sure i don't know how it's <laughs> it's true everywhere yeah. i mean it, none of i i was in three different university or three different schools and i took and i was a total of eight years of education and higher education and not, not a single business class in all of them i have taught at four different universities and not and we don't even offer an art business class and i always proposed it i was like a professional artist class or a business law class or a contract class i mean like any sort of thing just to give them like a little something no art schools that i have been involved in have offered courses in basically hey we've given you these skills we've given you the, we've helped you with your talent and abilities now here's how you actually make a living at it nobody hmm it's really sad like we need that and that, that that's what this podcast is all about is that all of us maybe are amazing artists but we're horrible business people and we need help with how to run the business like i'm constantly sitting at home going like how can i find more collectors how can i find more you know buyers for my artwork more exhibitions more grants more residencies how can i get more listeners for the podcast how can i do all, all of this stuff a businessman would know but I'm not a businessman. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you run three businesses. You have a bookstore, you run art maps, you're involved yeah, in photograph. But... Like give us some business insight. Why I run this business around if I would like to be like focused just on my art. Yeah. And I can I can't sell like my stuff if I sold some photographs and I don't remember. Uh, maybe last year one after five years I don't know like so I decided to be in this artist like area or um like art choose to work scene. in the arts yeah. industry in the art scene yeah it's a good one art yeah. industry yeah actually so which uh, somehow of course I like um I'm, I love to be like a part of the scene. I love to be. I love to be in touch with other artists. But and also, I am trying to help other people, like maybe to produce the books and and those stuff. Like if 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 we have a chance, like we can apply for some grant. We can we can find a way how to. <laughs> I would love that. Thank you for offering. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about it later. <laughs> Totally, but but well, but that's an interesting thing. So wait, so you, I love this. You just keep coming up with new topics. So you help to actually publish books of artists. 
Yeah, time to time we uh, we publish artist books. For example, this this year. Tell us more about that practice because that is a huge like unknown for a lot of people. I mean, because a lot of people they have great works, they have great series, whatever, and they they don't know how to publish. <laughs> like so, uh, let's not get into like how do you choose because that's probably a personal choice. But like so, once you've chosen to work with a, a an artist to publish one of their books. Tell us a little bit about the, sort of the, how that works. What do you what do you do? What who pays for what? What's the contract? Who ends up getting what monies? Like if you don't mind talking about all this stuff. Because, yeah, I'm fine with it. But because I'm fascinated by this, like because like if you get a publisher, the publisher takes how expects you to pay how much, expects you to go to how many art fairs, like book fairs, and and you know you know how many signings and how many whatevers. You know, how does that all work? I'm interested. I really, really want to know. I think it's uh, similar in every publishing houses. Like we are pretty small. We produce only like two, three books like per year. And um, maybe it's one or two artistic books and uh, something. We establish like three ways of how we want to run uh, our publishing house. One is translation of the theoreticians books. This year we publish book of Nicholas Mirzev, How to See the World. So we translate into Czech. Also... Other other way of our publishing, it's um, coming from the base of ArtMap, like mapping something. So we, for example, we publish this Atlas for sp- of Spontaneous Art, uh, which is focused on art bread or naive art in a Czech landscape. So it's a real like guide around Czech Republic. You can you can find the places in countryside with art bread stuff. Interesting. Okay. And the third part of the publishing house is uh, artist books. And this we deal like, uh, because there's no support for the the previous part, we can apply grants. But for artist books, you can't apply. There is rule on the ministry culture. They don't support artist books. They support only monographic stuff. Wait, what's, wait, wait, okay vocabulary assistance what's the difference between a monograph and an artist book i think monograph it's like uh, books which cover like some the main artist era or like like life whole career like, span whole careers, kind of okay. yeah so like a so, so it's a, really a coffee like, table book let's say like a yeah, big, you know. yeah exactly like okay that. so that's a monograph so then what 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 is your definition of an artist book that differentiates it an artist book is something I would say close to catalog, but we decided not to produce a catalogs because we know from the, like bookstore that it's very bad sell. So it has to. I, I've had experience working in galleries that had catalogs and they couldn't even sell them. Yeah, yeah, it's very hard to sell them. It's uh, you can sell it by by the exhibition, but after that, it's it's very hard to. Even with the exhibition, it's very yeah. hard. I mean, you'll sell. 25 30 to friends and family kind of thing but then beyond that it's they just sit there for decades mm. like i worked at a gallery one time and we found like five boxes full of catalogs from like 10 years before that they were like yeah we can't sell them yeah <laughs> like, nobody yeah. wants them they end up donating them to uh schools you know school libraries and things like that and that was great but yeah there's no money in the in catalogs mm. 
Okay, so so artist books that are sort of big runs, small runs. What kind of runs do you do? Uh, we do around like three hundred pieces. I'd, I'd call that still a small run. Yeah, yeah, there is smaller runs as well. Like, but we we always like we we started with the book of Katerina Držkova, which was really tiny artistic books based on on her like sci-fi kind of story from from the Bulgarian uh, uh, sea coast and uh, and uh, some hotel resort and it it was really really well well done I think also like in the way how was it purchased it was there was some uh, stickies inside there was like regular uh, side there was like side printed only uh, like in the technique of of um, silk screen print mm, yeah yeah so so uh, it was um hand-sewn binding hand-sewn. yeah yeah actually, oh so actually. this is really a handmade artist book yeah, yeah 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 okay the different one which was still like artist book but it was more close to monography was the book we published for pavel banka surprise <laughs> but he really want to consider like it should be monography he doesn't like it like he, the terms of like you have this book and this is your uh, life work and yeah you're dead now you have a monograph <laughs> you produce nothing more <laughs> you started doing artist books when like three years ago okay so yeah. so if three years ago along the so you got like 10 or 12 that you've done now do and you don't you don't sell them only from your store, I'm assuming. Or do you sell them online? Do you sell them in other stores? Where can people purchase these? We sell them online, and yeah, I think uh, like Pavel Banka was. Uh, it was bigger. There was like I think the run was like 500. So we sell them like through some distribution network, and it was like co co publishing. There was like um, one gallery in Amsterdam. They print only like English version as well. Yeah. So there was like, so they distributed uh, worldwide. But normally we sell it just online and through through our store and on these book fairs. And and let's take like choose any one of them. Like, have they sold well? So like, do you sell out of these because they're very short run, handmade. Are people buying those? Basically, is what I'm asking. Yeah, I think like Katerina Dushkova books was really sell good. Pavel's Banka catalogs. Yeah, we still have some, or like book, we still have some. And now we publish a new book. It's also like co-publishing with one um, publishing house based in London, Eastern Front. They 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 produce a book of uh, Václav Jirasek, and we decided to print a Czech version, which will be only like 250 pieces. Okay, I'm going to ask a question within that. Doing it in Czech, doesn't that kind of limit the market? Versus, let's say, publishing some books in other languages, other bigger markets. I'm not, not specifically saying English. Obviously, I'm biased towards English, but uh, I'm not saying English. But like, doesn't doesn't the ch- the choice to publish it in Czech limit the market? Yeah, exactly. It's it's. So why not? You know, it's so expensive if you print it only in Czech uh, because you have such a small market here and. Uh, 
I think regular detendentia is like to print it in in in, in English. Like, well, I mean, I'm just thinking like maybe if let's say Pavel is an example, like if he has a huge following in France or in Germany, like you could do it in German or French or, or some other language. So again, I'm not biased towards English in this case, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it make sense to sort of try to maybe target a market or, or use a market that seems to already be collector base for that particular person and put it in that language versus just doing it in Czech? Yeah, I think it's just easier to produce it in, in English. <laughs> okay. I mean, for English Czech market, for worldwide. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying don't do it in English. I just didn't <laughs> want to sound biased because I'm American. <laughs> you should do it all in English. But I mean, okay, so let's take English. I mean, does it do do the English version sell better than the, like more like as, as far as ratio of like amount printed to amount sold? Do you sell more English or Czech? I think we 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 sell more in Czech, yeah, because we are based here and we are the art map itself like in, in general is focused like on the Czech audience. But anyway, like the Atlas of Spontaneous Art, we print it also like bilingually. And I was so surprised how people, like on the on the book market, we we, we do we did like in yeah Berlin or Vienna or yeah somewhere else like they they just buy it because they they like it and they can read it in in English like that they so so bilingual it seems to be a, a good way to choose to go like so if you want to be in a second language instead of printing two yeah doing one in a bilingual version seems to be a smarter way to go yeah for for some type of books it's, it's the way yeah some sometimes you know for example in the magazine i think you don't like uh this bilingual uh because it's bigger i think the text is there like double times yeah I don't know. You have more experience than me. I'm I'm the fool in this. You're the experienced one. You you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I think for the distribution, it's just easy to make it uh, if you dis- distribute it outside of Czech Republic, like only in in English version. Okay, so back to the logistics of the the, the publishing of a book. So you are a very small handmade publisher, short run. Who pays for what? Because you said you can, you could seek grants as long as it's not a, or no, no, grants are only if it's a monograph. So it's not a monograph. So you can't get any grants. Yeah, you can apply also in um. There is a state fund of culture. I would say it's also like part of Ministry of Culture. You can you can apply something. They're only eligible for Czech citizens. Though. Yeah. But anyway, there is like uh, we can we always have to deal it somehow. There is like some co. co- publishing with the university the artists bring some amount of money we can pay something we if there is like book we 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 know we can sell it or we can produce from our budget we do it like yeah for example we did uh, martin z books martin z z it's a great like performer and sculpture and whatever but he's also like we we printed only books with his writing yeah so for us was not expensive like to print sure yeah text is much cheaper than images so it depends how we deal it for example the last book we print uh rudolf samohel books who is like real young emergency artist 
we deal it with this book fair in Berlin because they invited to make an installation there. So he, they, and they also decided to support part of of the the like budget or cost of for the, for, for to produce the books. Yeah. So we, we and Rudolf also paid the, the other part, and we print also pay for for. Us. Well, see, and I think that's something also that a lot of people who are sitting at home thinking, oh, I can publish an, a book of my art, don't take into consideration is that you have to do the, like, once you produce the book, that's not the end. The production of the book, once it's printed and it's in your hands, that's the start of the business. Then you actually have to go out and do book fairs and exhibitions and whatever else you can do to support the book in order to sell it just sitting having it sitting in your bookstore or put on putting it online that's not going to sell it very much you you have to be an active participant in the business of selling the book yeah it's also like depend how you're like a well-known artist or how you are. <laughs> well, if you're not a well-known artist, it's probably even more important that you actively get out and do these things because yeah, how course. else are people going to know you? Hmm? Like, So if you want to be well-known, you have to put the time, the energy, the resources into the marketing and the public relations and all the kinds of stuff that come after the book's produced. A lot of people, like I remember, I remember people, well, you know, this is 30 years ago, like they would be like, oh, I put all this, I put a year into designing the book and finding the best publisher and, all that, and now I have the book and they're like, I have it. And they think that's the end. They're like, now I'm good. But they haven't sold any of them. <laughs> so like <laughs> they just dumped a year's worth of work and a bunch of money into printing this thing. And now you've actually got to get it out there. Like a book is only as good as the people that buy it, basically. I and mean, it's got to get into the hands Books, of people. Books, it's good to buy to let it buy like but it's also like you have something in your hand and it's uh, help you like to someone show your work yeah but you can spread it somewhere and but having 300 of these books sitting here in your office is nowhere near as good as having sold 300 of them i mean that's the point of producing it i mean that's the point of producing all our creative stuff i mean we want somebody else to want it we want somebody else to enjoy it we want it to become that it to become part of their lives in some way we don't want it to just sit in our studios and our offices yeah i think <laughs> i that's my opinion yeah of course it's a, a part of, of your artist practice yeah but what's what's this interesting in the you you were talking or we were talking or discussing this term of uh, artist and business you know in um in russian language uh, the artist the name for artist is hudožnik and hudi it's mean check very poor yeah so so the the <laughs> that's what i keep saying the terms like itself already <laughs> i hate it how art artists and artists keeps getting lumped in with the idea of like starving artists, poor artists, blah, 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 blah. Like, why is it that we can't have the word artist admired and respected? I mean, I've been to, I went to Belize when I was in college, so back in 1993, I went to Belize. And in Belize, they have an artist, I forget the guy's name, and I'm sorry for it, but he was this wood craftsman and he made these really beautiful sculptures. He was so honored and revered that they put him, both an image of him and an image of his artwork, on their money. Like, that's how revered he is. Okay. 
I want to live in that world. <laughs> like, why is it that we as artists are, are you know, we're, we're like, I don't mean this in any negative way, but like, you're a perfect example of like the fact that you can't do just one thing in the arts and survive. Like, you have, you are a teacher, an artist, a, ma- a book publisher, a bookstore and an art map creator. Like you do five things. Do you have family? Do you have kids and, and a wife and all this too? Yeah. My, <laughs> uh, um, we are waiting <laughs> for, for we are waiting daughter. Like yeah. she's going to yeah. come soon. That, but also like it's, there is other level. I'm also like a member of some band. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I have also like other uh, non-profit organization focus all. Uh, Wait, what are tell me what? <laughs> No, I'm not good example. Do, do you have a private life in any way to be reformed? Like, do you have do, do you have friends? <laughs> do you ever get out? I mean, but the thing is, is like, why do like my wife? I'm sorry, I use my wife as an example a lot on the podcast. But like, she goes to work 8 a.m., leaves at 5 p.m., doesn't worry about it. There you go, it's done. You know, artists, we are working from morning to night. We are thinking about something creative, something that we need to do, some business, something. So we are always thinking about our thing. And we get paid way less for our time and our resources and our talent and our skills than pretty much any profession in the world. But yet, every culture needs us. Hmm? Yeah. Until they they found... uh... Like the state find that there is a like a enemy like the RTS, which <laughs> became like in the terms of a dictatorship. Sure, okay, yeah. <laughs> outside outside of communism and dictatorship and fascism and other kinds of isms like this, yes, in 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 open societies, <laughs> they they need us. I mean, we define their culture and their history in in many ways, but yet we're like treated like the poorest and we have to hustle as hard and it gets exhausting yeah i think it's been how yeah i think like the the society need us uh, but it's also like depend of the amount of the artists i guess everybody like we were discussing that uh, or before like like the time it's like the base of the creativity which is great like but I, I, if everybody are creative, you can just exchange your stuff between yourself, each other, and you can't sell it. Like you can, you can live on it. Yes, you have to accept it. That uh, it's nothing. Like you can make profit on. That is a very sad state of affairs. No, it's not sad. <laughs> so the last couple of questions I always ask. So one of the things is from your experiences, some so advice for people that are out there. So whether they're publishers or artists or whatever you want to call it, some, something, it could be positive as in like, Ooh, try to do this, aspire to do this, or from your experiences, things to stay away from some, some problems you had, some failures you had that people, that other people could learn from your mistakes kind of thing. What do you have for us? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> to be positive in this, I think it's... Uh, this Everybody's is... <laughs> positive. You're welcome to be not be positive. Yeah, I would, I want to be always like positive and I think the opportunity, it's still open and like uh, you can, you can, you can do your if you believe in your in your stuff what you are doing, I think 
this is the the the, the great success you can you can you can spread <laughs> and and uh, which helps you to great success i think like if you believe in it what you are doing and but that doesn't you pay well, your rent it doesn't pay your rent but you know there is lots of way and it's de- de- depend what kind of comfort you want you can live in the squat you can ask your mom to give you some money because you need help for five years <laughs> if <laughs> or, your mom has money <laughs> or you can move somewhere to village house you don't have to be in Prague you need to be in Prague to maybe to build a, um, a network uh, but anyway if you are good I think they, they, they will find you yeah I think so maybe it's take time but maybe after <laughs> you will die <laughs> After you die, of course. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I always joke that my, my children will do very well from my art. <laughs> I won't, but my children will do really well. Yeah. All right. Okay, the final question is the most elaborate question, so I'm sorry that I have to explain all this, and I do it every podcast. And it's getting old. I'm sure people know this. But what I'm trying to do is creating a quantifiable outcome. So the, the intention of this podcast is to learn how the art industry works. So in order to sort of prove to the people listening that I, that I have learned how the art industry works, I will try to get a piece one piece of my existing work. So not designed for it. So existing piece into an exhibition in the museum of modern art in New York. How can I do that? Yeah, I think the easiest way it's guerrilla. <laughs> Sorry, let me be clear on this legal way. <laughs> legal way. <laughs> I've had a number of people tell me lots of illegal ways <laughs> and inappropriate ways that would actually get me in more trouble for doing it. So like, legitimate, like working through the industry, like what's a, a good way? It's not about that. A lot of people think it's I'm asking about the end result. Like how do I get that physically into the museum? What I'm asking is, what can I do in my career that will put me on the right path that will get me to that goal? I know the first answer is always, if I knew the answer to that, I would have a piece of the museum. Of modern. <laughs> I know that, I know. But still, I mean, you know, what, what can be done? Oh, by the way, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do, and I will include it in the podcast. I will keep everybody through transparency. I will tell them my whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you. You already answered for that, but uh, I think maybe the the way couldn't be so difficult. Like if you if you do some straight action, you, if you meet the creator, if you have this like uh, art which which uh, uh, somehow has the attention and quality. Yeah, I think there is. I believe it's open. Like it's it's uh, it's open to get there. It's just. I would personally do it by guerrilla way, and if I have this ambition, I I would like put it there on the wall, make a photography documentation, and that's it. <laughs> it's 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 uh, the, my level of my ambitions. But if uh, if you really have the ambitions to be there, so. You have to be really direct and uh, trying to, as many times as, as you want, just to be accepted in the end. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I'll take tenacity, <laughs> persistence and, and tenacity is probably the advice on that. I am not going to just walk into the Museum of Modern Art and like put a nail on the wall and throw my piece up on the wall. As fun as that would be, I have to admit, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I would be arrested. I, I had residency last year in Rochester and... Um... And I was in New York and I was visiting MoMA and uh, I made one picture from uh, outside of MoMA. Uh, there was a Mica, like I have specific car, like a Toyota Previa, which is uh, from a car from 90s. So you can, it's not so common like to meet it on the street. And there was this Toyota in front of MoMA gallery with open back. And I took a photograph and I put it on internet. Hey, finally, I have a show in in MoMA. And I it it took like so many congratulations. I no one's recognized. It's completely people didn't like think about it. Like if it's it's fake, just someone asked, Hey, how did you get your Toyota over ocean? And but they still believe I'm like up unloading my stuff to MoMA. <laughs> so. <laughs> So in some ways, in some circles, you've had a piece, you've had an exhibition in MoMA. <laughs> yeah, for some people, yes. <laughs> I mean, and that's, well, that's an interesting thing. Okay, wait, one last, one last thing since you just brought up social media through all your different things, being an artist, being yourself, being art map, being a bookstore, being all these different, being a publisher. Do you use social media and have you seen the pros and the cons of it and the, the amount of effort and time that you have to put into it, do you see the quality of return from it? To be honest, I, I, I don't have Instagram. I don't... What? What kind of visual artist are you Facebook no Instagram? so much. I'm trying to be... It's very weird. It's weird. <laughs> it's maybe the part I'm... I, I'm not the good business man for my own art, but... Uh, on, we on are my... all the worst businessmen for our own art. Okay, so no positive returns. Got it. Okay. So thank you very much for your time. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. <laughs>